0: Good morning, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming on live with the Cheesehead TV social channels. I hope you're all doing well. Happy Friday. The weekend is almost here. Uh, The Combine, however, still goes on. Um, Quarterbacks and company took to the field last night for drill work. Um, We've got offensive linemen talking today. Uh, Busy, busy all throughout the weekend, but I will be departing Indianapolis later this evening. Um, It's been a great week. Had a lot of fun. Caught up with a lot of old friends. But I am definitely ready to get back to New York City. Um, Thanks to everybody who's already joining us in the comments. Good morning to you all. Hope you're all doing well. Big B is here. It's good to see Big B. Uh, Dale, good morning from Indianapolis. I hope London is treating you well. Boggs, what's up, man? Hope you're doing well. Happy Friday. That's right. Happy, happy Friday. Um, Of course, the big news, such as it is, coming out of uh, yesterday slash last night. I talked to a source here in Indy. That indicated the Packers and reps for Jair Alexander met on Wednesday. Or I'm sorry, on yes, on Wednesday. And I don't think anybody is surprised by the news that the Packers want to extend Jair and have, have actively started talking about it. Um, does two things. As Paul Brettel wrote on CheeseheadTV.com, not only does it lock him in for a number of years, a quality player, probably one of, if not your best defensive player, for you know an extended period of time, but it also lowers his cap hit coming into 2022, which obviously the Packers are in desperate need of any and all space they can make there when it comes to the salary cap. Uh, Jair, if you go back and you watch that tape from the playoff game, it's amazing how uh, he slipped right back into it and how much they were using him in the slot. He didn't play a lot, didn't play a ton of snaps, but it is notable that uh, in this new scheme slash defense, uh, they had no reservations about kicking him inside. And I thought he held up really well in that limited action. The idea of getting him on the field with Eric Stokes and possibly Rasul Douglas, if Douglas is back um, prior to hitting free agency, but that idea has got to be so tantalizing for the Packers and uh, this defense growing in year two and beyond of the scheme under Joe Barry, uh, locking up Jair Alexander is clearly a priority for the Packers. Now the timing of it is going to be interesting because obviously the Packers are waiting on a decision from Aaron Rodgers and that domino has to fall before anything else happens. Um, that doesn't mean that they won't continue talking. They probably will. Um, but expect uh, most of these things to probably happen in rapid succession. Uh, once a decision from Rodgers comes, we'll undoubtedly hear about his new contract, which will undoubtedly make Rodgers the highest paid player in the NFL. Then the Devontae Adams situation will un- doubtedly have some kind of clarity, whether it's the tag or a deal, and then Jair's extension will most likely happen after that. So um, probably another you know week, 10 days, maybe even two weeks before all of this gets finalized, but that would be the succession, the order of things I would imagine is going to happen. So we'll see. What's up, everybody? Hope everyone in the comments is doing well. Uh, let's get to your super chats. I already saw a few fly across the screen here. Starting with Mark. What's up, man? Performance of these wide receivers does not sit well for MVS. Well, it sits well if he wants to get paid, which he does. Um, Look, I've maintained pretty much since the end of the season. I understand, you know, the Packers telling MVS they want to retain him. Man, if you're MVS's agent, even before this combine and the performance of the wide receivers here testing-wise, you you want to hit the open market. You are going to make bank. And I get playing with Aaron Rodgers, going to help your numbers, etc., as a young player nothing's guaranteed and this might be your one chance to get that big bite at the apple so to speak in the free agent market if i'm mvs i you know unless the packers come up with some crazy offer which as we all know is most likely not going to happen given their cap situation uh, i dest- you know i absolutely want to see what's out there uh on the free agency market so we will see uh, justin thanks for the super chat man i love jordan davis at 28 thoughts i love jordan davis period I mean, yes, I'd love him at 28. I don't know if he lasts that long, but I love the kid. I love the player. Give me all of that. Yes, please. All of it. Lock him up. I would do cartwheels if the Packers got him. Leslie, good morning. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Man, what kind of dog are you thinking of getting the girls? I'm not. I'm not thinking about the dog right now. Just let me live in my dogless world for a few more weeks at least. Please. It's going to happen, though. Um, now, I'm turning my man cave into a Marvel Star Wars Packers fan cave. What is a must-have piece of Packers decor or memorabilia that I need? Man, I don't know if you saw my Twitter feed yesterday, but I put up this thing that I saw here in India at a collectibles, collectibles shop. They had this cool-ass kind of frame of and a picture of Brett, Bart, and Aaron, and then their Super Bowl rings, and then their autographs. It was the coolest piece of packers merch memorabilia what have you that i've seen in a long time it was so dope um other than that you got to have the pack is back from the from the 1980s just as a reminder that it can all go south really quickly some kind of poster leaflet sticker they were everywhere in the 80s you can probably find them on ebay now the pack is back and they weren't back for like a decade it was awesome marshall thanks for the super chat With those insane 40 times we saw the Packers can get another MVS in the draft. Go, Pack, go. That's easier said than done. I mean, they did find MVS in the draft. Uh, What is my hand size? What's the cutoff to be a Packer reporter? (laughs) Never measured. Don't care. But uh, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm under the threshold, whatever it is. I really wonder what their plans are for Tunyon. I mean... I don't think it's a priority at this moment because he is coming off that injury and that probably obviously depresses his value on the market. So you have to think they will most likely you know, approach him at some point and say, you know, we'd love to have you back team friendly deal. Um, let me continue your rehab, what have you, but you know, he's probably not going to be available till late in the year, at least halfway through the season. Um, but yeah, it, it sucks. I mean, the timing is just the worst for Tanyan uh, as far as it, you know getting ready to hit the market and become a free agent. But um, I would suspect they would bring him back at some point, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Brian, thank you for the super chat. After looking at this year's QB draft class, we should be able to get a first or a second for Jordan. He's only 24 and more NFL ready than anything available. I don't think they're trading Jordan, though. I mean, everybody's so quick to want to move. What Say Aaron twists an ankle or gets hurt like in camp, let alone in a game. I want a guy who's been in the system for three years to come in rather than some jamoke free agent. No, they're not trading Jordan Love. But I hear you. Yes, the value is there, especially comparative to maybe some of what's on offer in the draft. But. Jordan shouldn't be going anywhere. Dean, thanks for the super chat. Can you explain the meaning of draft industrial complex? I checked WebMD and I don't think I have this condition. I only have takes after a few years. The draft industrial complex is something I said, I want to say over 10 years ago, um, in a joking reference to the military industrial complex that Eisenhower referenced on his way out the door of the White House. Um, You know, it's just this group and it's growing ever growing online of draft nicks draft nerds draft analysts to use a loose term um you know if you've got a twitter account and 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 a phone you're a draft expert all of a sudden and there's a billion of them out there and you know there are people whose work i value and people i trust as far as their evaluation of prospects and what have you but man the group think the um, blinders every single year, the blowing up of completely insignific- insignificant information into um, massive storylines. That, my friend, is the draft industrial complex. And as Eisenhower noted, we must always guard against the draft industrial complex and its thinking. Um, nothing wrong with evaluation, nothing wrong with uh, enjoying the draft process. I'm all in on all that. I get it. I understand why it's so popular. But man, of what's printed in the dick, as we call it, the draft industrial complex is not worth the pixels it's printed with. Uh, Dave, thanks for the super chat. This team could really use a Micah Hyde clone. Any of those in the draft this year? I don't know, Dave. That's a good question. That's something that uh, will undoubtedly be revealed here over the next couple months. Um, If you're looking for names, positions, what have you, um, if you're a Patreon member, make sure you check out my latest shameless Packers pod, Um, with my guest, Chad Reuter, over there on the Patreon page. Chad's been covering the draft forever. I literally met Chad on the uh, floor of Radio City Music Hall during the NFL draft back in the day when it was at Radio City. Um, That was the year Morgan Burnett was drafted. That's how long ago it was. But Chad's been doing this forever. He is great. He works for the NFL now. Um, Great guy. But he had all sorts of thoughts, players, suggestions, fits, what have you. So if you're a Patreon member, make sure you check that out. Daddy Cool Breeze is here. What's up, man? For the GOAT QB from Appleton West. <laughs> okay. All right. Someone's been doing their homework. All right. Relax. I don't know about all that. Um, I sucked as a quarterback. I did play QB, but I was fucking awful. Thank you, sir. Very, very nice. Chris, thanks for the super chat. Speaking of hand size, I'm still stunned Rodgers held onto the ball versus the Cowboys. Post-game presser when he asked how he did it. These bad boys. <laughs> I mean, I remember that play. Yeah. It's uh, a minor miracle. That it wasn't dislodged. Tom, thank you for the super sticker. Very much appreciated, my friend. Thank you. Um, what am I watching on my downtime? Do I have downtime? Is that allowed? Um, I'm actually suddenly kind of found myself thrown back into rewatching Mad Men. Um, my oldest daughter started watching it, and I just kind of came into a room to check on. I would think I was seeing if she wanted lunch or something, and she was watching it. And I was like, "Oh, you're watching Mad Men?" And I did that thing where I stand there for a while. And then I sit, and then I just got back into it. Like She was just on, like I think, the second episode of the entire show. So now, even when I'm in India, I've been like, when I get home, end of the night, I put it on. Got the old AMC Plus fired up. Um, yeah, no, Mad Men's such a great show. Love that. Judy, thank you for the super chat. No question, just a thanks for your content. That's really, really nice of you. Thank you so much, Judy. Really appreciate it. J- Jake's only comment is, Batman. Man, the new Batman is dope. That's all I can say. Go see it. It's like Matt Reeves saw Seven and Zodiac and said, why don't we make a Batman movie like that? Like, if you've ever wondered what a Batman movie filmed by David Fincher would look like, that's the Batman. It's fucking awesome. Uh, Joey, I don't care how they look at the combine. Show me a wide receiver's RAS and height, and I will tell you the likelihood the Packers are drafting him. You're not too far off, Joey. They do have a type. No question about it. Tom, do you think the NFL removing COVID protocols helps move Rodgers away from retirement? It is kind of funny how everything is literally falling into place for Aaron Rodgers this offseason. I I mean, it couldn't hurt, right? I mean, we all know he was very public about his uh, irritation about the protocols, the fact that they have been stripped away. It's just one more log on the fire for a return, right? Um, Whether it's that, whether it's Tom Clements being hired, whether it's going to London, something he's been wanting them to do forever. I mean, all the excuses are gone. If he wants to play, Green Bay and the NFL have made it very clear they've cleared the runway for him. So we'll see. Christopher, morning. How are you, man? What do you think of Kyle Rudolph? Also, what do you know about... Ali's Mac. I don't know much about Mac, but as far as Rudolph goes, um, I got asked this, I think the other night when our meetup, I would be very, very surprised if the Packers were in, interested at all early in the process. Um, now, if he's sitting out there weeks, months, what have you, I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers made a call and said, "Look, you come play on a team-friendly deal, maybe pump up your numbers with Rogers." on a one year kind of prove it thing or maybe a two year with an option to get out after the first year. Yeah. You know that I would, you know, like Brian says, they're always in every conversation. So I would, again, if he was out there for a while, I would think they'd make that call, but I don't expect he will be. I think someone will pay him um, way, way before the Packers would get into the combo. Um, But you know, they're always looking for talent. There's always looking for upside, you know, and he's certainly, you know, athletically gifted. I don't think there's any question there. Um, obviously has limitations to his game. Um, but as a reclamation project on a one-year deal. Yeah. I think the Packers would be interested, but again, I don't ever see it getting to that point. Can't wait for the Packers in London. Are you coming now? You better believe I'm going to be there. Corey and I Packers fans worldwide. It's what we do, man. We'll be there. (laughs) Matt says, I'm tired of Rogers ramblings on McAfee. I've got an amazing suggestion, something that you may not have thought of. But I'm here to tell you, it works. I've found it really effective. Don't listen. And then, when people report on it or tweet about it or you see it on a website or whatever, just scroll past it. Problem solved. You're welcome. <laughs> Mike, Mount Rushmore of bad Packers QBs. Wow. Um, wow. I mean, TJ Rubley's got to be in the middle, right? He's got to be there. Um, man, I don't know. That's tough. I don't want to denigrate anybody other than TJ just because that audible left me scarred for life. But I mean, you definitely could make more than a mountain rush more. Let's say that. Chris, thanks for the super chat. I think it's a big thing that free agent players don't want to be in Green Bay until they are actually in Green Bay and then they can't get enough of it. I mean, it takes a certain type. I don't think there's any question. I was talking to an agent last night who said his guys have all said, like, that they, you know, don't want to play in Green Bay. Don't want to be there. But then it takes a guy like Big Dog. I think is a perfect example. A vet, been in the league a long time, uh, recognizes an opportunity not only to fill a role, but you know, possibly get a ring. Um, that's the Aaron Rodgers effect, right? Now, once Rodgers leaves, then it's gonna get then it's gonna get not tough, but it's gonna the the difficulty will ramp up attracting free agents other than. You know, offering them boatloads of money, which the Packers probably won't be able to do while Rodgers is there. So, um, yeah, it, it will always be a certain type of player who thrives in Green Bay. And sometimes maybe there's a guy who would that has dismissed it out of hand. You know, that's always a possibility. But, you know, I think A.J. Dillon's a great example of a guy who knew nothing about Green Bay or Wisconsin or what have you, got drafted, and now, as you all know, absolutely loves Wisconsin, loves Green Bay. So if you're all about ball, I think Green Bay is for you because there ain't much to distract you, you know, uh, where is the magic man rate on your list of Green Bay quarterbacks? I he mean, means a lot to me, uh, because his time as the quarterback brief, though it was, um, was really a special moment kind of in time of my life and with the Packers, I don't think he's an all-time great or anything like that. But, you know, to me personally, he means a lot, probably as much as anybody I watched growing up, you know, obviously like more than the Randy Wrights or um, David Whitehursts of the world. You know, and he had that one really magical special season. You can never take that away. You know, it was so such a great time. Uh, his connection with Sterling Sharp was just incredible. So I don't know where I'd rank him, but I, I know he means a lot to me and he's special as hell. And his, uh, his story is crazy. And if you don't, if you haven't kept up with it, I would highly recommend Googling, uh, Makowski's name and lawsuit NFL lawsuit and everything that he is trying to bring awareness to in regards to the players, especially pre 90, like early nineties and before guys who have been completely forgotten. When it comes to what the NFL has done with settlements and with uh, the concussion settlements, the money that has been set aside for, you know, post-career NFL players. Yet there's a whole slew of guys that, you know, the NFL is essentially just kind of waiting for them all to die. And Don fits that bill. And it's so unfortunate and it's so awful, especially when you read about the shit he has to go through just to get up in the morning, just to live his life. Lynn Dickey's another guy who falls in that category guy who has had so many surgeries and in so much pain and gets little to no help from the league. You know, these guys helped build this thing. Everything, these billion-dollar media deals, all the popularity of the, of the sport was built on the backs of these men, yet the NFL does nothing to help them. It is an absolute fucking joke. Sorry, you got me all wound up here with this Mikowski thing, and I love him, and I hope the NFL breaks out of its malaise in that regard. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Magic gave us some hope back then. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, hey, Aaron, what would you say is the greatest misconception regarding the NFL combine? It's a really good question. Um, it means emotionally a lot more for the people covering it and the fans than it does the teams. Um, you know, it's ultimately data collection, that's what it is. The medicals are the most important thing that teams uh, receive here, and the most important aspect of everything going on for this week. Plus, uh, the interviews are important, no question about it. But the you know the kind of brouhaha, the the pageantry, all of the stuff that gets, especially around the testing, uh, the athletic testing, you know, the forty times, the three cones, whatever. Everyone rises Of Twitter, goes nuts. I think it was going nuts this morning about, you know, three cone drill times and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And I understand it. Again, this goes back to the draft industrial complex. I understand the interests and I understand the, the rise and fall and the narratives that get formed, but the teams are here to collect data. Those points are all put into their files and the, the, the profiles that they're building for each, you know, guy. And it is just a stop on the map of building their profiles for the, all the draft eligible players. It is not this momentous occasion. It's just a part of the, part of the gig, you know? Um, It is a job interview. It is important for these young men. There's no doubt about it, but it has been made into such an event that it is not. And I think you saw a little bit, just a little bit of that understanding from the player side when the NFL initially wanted to bubble the players this because of COVID and whatever, which by the way, how fucking hilarious it is. Is it that the NFL literally went from, we're going to put you all in a bubble because of COVID to literally like a month, less than a month later announcing or sending out to the teams that, Oh, by the way, all the COVID protocols are done. Like what? It's hilarious. But I think you saw a little bit of pushback from the players this year because Look, we will go and we understand it's convenient for teams to all gather in one place for the medicals, for the interviews and what have you, and for the athletic testing. But we are giving you free content. This shit is on till 11 o'clock at night in prime time. For guys running around in shorts. The ad, you know, the ad money alone, the NFL is raking it in. They are the television stars and they're not getting paid a dime. So, you know, I think the players and the agents specifically finally said, like, look, we, we, we'll we do it. You know, we'll, we'll jump through these hoops. But at some point, you know, you can't keep kind of taking these guys, these kids for granted. So, but that's a very long winded way of describing what I think the biggest misconception of the combine is, is for the teams, it's just data collection. That's all it is. Dave, thanks for the super chat. If I wasn't so addicted, I would hate the NFL. Racism, sexism, CTE, all bad, but I will. But will I stop watching? No. That's the crazy part. It's the game, man. I was talking to um, someone who works for the Rams two nights ago, and we were talking about kind of what you're alluding to here, Dave. Like, There's so much attendant stuff that's problematic, right, that would give us pause in any other walk of life. But the game, the game itself is so great. And so wonderful the way it, it challenges you and brings people together from all walks of life to work towards a common goal. It's a great metaphor. The teamwork aspect of it is unlike anything else. And that is what kind of hooks you, or it hooks me anyway. So I hear you, Dave. I totally hear you. Um, I'll make sure I didn't miss any super chats during my screed here. Uh, no, I got that one. Okay, good. Got that one. Awesome. The Magic Show. NFL is printing money. You better believe it, man. You better believe it. All right, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, especially this week while I've been in Indianapolis for the Combine. Uh, please do me a monster favor and hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. <laughs>